everyone, welcome to our first ever episode of the Jelly Bean Medicine podcast. My name is Steph and I'm a final year medical student with a love for peds. We're so excited to get our brand new podcast up and running with the Bond University Pediatric Club. Whether you're commuting to hospital or cooking dinner, this podcast aims to give you the rundown of all the high yield pediatric content, all based from Australian guidelines. At the end of each ep, we'll quiz you with two questions on the topic we just covered. You can always pause the podcast just to test your pre-existing knowledge before continuing. Let's get into our first topic for this week, which is paediatric resuscitation. First and foremost, it's important that we do not see paediatric patients as mini adults. So there are three key differences between paediatric and adult resuscitation, and they are firstly the ratio of chest compressions to breaths. So in adults, would have 30 compressions to two breaths, whilst in children, it's 15 to two. The dose of adrenaline would also differ. So in children, would give about 10 micrograms per kilogram. And lastly, the energy dose in the defibrillation also differs. So would tend to give about four joules per kilogram in peds. So when do you do a paediatric resus? So you, you should always suspect a cardiac arrest if the child is not breathing or is unresponsive. Clinical features of a child who's unresponsive can include if they're not breathing, if there's no pulse, or if there are signs of inadequate perfusion. So by this, it can be central cyanosis, or we can also see if the heart rate is less than 60 if an infant is less than a year old or if the heart rate is less than 40 if the child is about 1 to 12 years of age. Now, there are many causes of um, an unresponsive child, and the kind of thing that we use to remember this are the four H's and the four T's. So I'll just run through the list. The four H's are hypoxia, hypervolemia, hyper or hypokalemia or other metabolic disorders, and hypo or hyperthermia. Now the four T's are tension pneumothorax, tamponade, toxins, or thrombosis. And out of that list, the top three most common causes for an unresponsive child would be hypoxia, hypovolemia, and a metabolic disorder. Just a quick run through of the ABCs. So firstly, we have airway. So we're going to be looking, listening, and feeling for any noises. Um, we would also want to optimize their head position and consider maneuvers such as like a head tilt to ensure that their airway is patent. Next is breathing. So looking for that rise and fall of the chest and looking for any lung sounds and looking at the respiratory rate as well and seeing if we need to give them any oxygen. And then finally, looking at circulation. So checking their color, their temperature, also checking their heart rate and their cat refill. Um, and you would also want to feel for their pulse. You've assessed for signs of life and they're absent. So the next thing to do would be CPR. In children, that's going to be 15 compressions and then two breaths. And also always make sure that the child is on a firm surface and not on something like a mattress, as you really want to make sure that you have a good depth of compression. In terms of the method for CPR, for small children, you can use the heel of one hand. And then if it's a newborn, you can actually just use two thumbs and then compress against the sternum. All right, so you've just been doing CPR for the past two minutes and now you want to assess the rhythm. So you're going to attach the defibrillator and see if the rhythm is shockable or not. And if it's shockable, you'll give four joules per kilogram. 
But if it's not shockable, then you can give them adrenaline. So in kids, you would give 10 micrograms per kilogram. If that doesn't work, then you'll continue your CPR for two minutes and then do another cycle of assessing the rhythm. If you've had to shock the child three times and they're still unresponsive, then you can give them IV amiodarone. So in children, the dose is five milligrams per kilogram, and you'd really use this if it's shock-resistant ventricular fibrillation or pulseless ventricular tachycardia. So you've been doing your ABCs, you've done your CPR, and you've been doing the rhythm assessment. There are also a few other things you have to consider. So these include ensuring the airway is adequate, they still have oxygen, there's IV access, there's also a fluid bolus of 0.9% sodium chloride. In children, you can give about 10 to 20 mils per kilogram. You can also consider giving some glucose. So you might want to give 10% glucose, two mils per kilogram. And as I said before, you can consider giving adrenaline or amiodarone if you think it's appropriate. So the take home message is ABC, don't ever forget glucose. Always remember looking at your airway, breathing, circulation, disability, exposure, fluids and glucose, and that way you have a stepwise approach when looking at an unresponsive child. But now onto the more fun part of the podcast where I get to quiz you on two questions based on what we've talked about today. So the first question is going to be, what are the top three most common causes for an unresponsive child? Those include hypoxia, hypervolemia, and metabolic disorders. And then finally, when can you give amiodarone in pediatric resource? So in cardiac arrest, you want to be giving amiodarone after three shocks, and if they're in ventricular fibrillation or if they have pulseless ventricular tachycardia. That's all we have time for today, but I hope you found our first episode super helpful. This podcast was started for students by students, so we'd love to hear from you. And of course, if there's a topic you want covered, please don't hesitate to message us and we're more than happy to record a bit of information on there. So we'll see you on our next episode on paediatric fluids.